Welcome back to the Women Offshore podcast. This episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. We advise listener and reader discretion. Specific stories related to sexual assault and harassment are played between 7 minutes and 46 seconds and 10 minutes and 02 seconds. We do our best to hold these topics with intention and sincerity, and we hope you'll listen in only when you feel ready and able. Check the show notes for support resources, and please take care of yourself. Thank you. Hi, I'm Ali Cedeno, the founder of Women Offshore. I'm also a seafarer. On the Women Offshore podcast, we have been exploring topics related to sexual assault and harassment offshore. This episode today looks at part of the Me Too movement in shipping and what happened after a group of women came together for change. This is the Women Offshore podcast. Women Offshore is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting a diverse workforce on the water. Before we begin, I wanted to say that if you have been a victim or a witness to sexual assault or sexual harassment, you are not alone and can take action today. I encourage you to report such matters to your employer, academy, or union as per their guidelines. For example, this may be your HR partner, captain, or designated person ashore. It can be so hard to speak up, but it is a necessary step in seeking help and breaking the cycle of sexual assault and sexual harassment. That message that I just stated about reporting, you're going to hear it several times throughout this series that we're doing. I think it's important to start out the show being transparent about reporting in that sometimes reporting is not even possible in the maritime industry. There are some people on vessels where there is no HR department to answer to, such as on a fishing boat where the captain is both the CEO and the HR partner. For others, they work in a place where reporting avenues are vague or misunderstood, and they don't know where to even turn to. There's also fear of retaliation, and that can be so strong that reporting seems like it will open a door to more harassment or that it will be a career-ending decision. Companies can have all the protocols in place to support victims, but if there is not a culture where they will be believed, why would they come forward? There are many reasons why people don't report, and if you are listening to this show and you're concerned about coming forward for yourself or someone else, I hope that the resources we are going to explore through this series will provide you with further support and avenues to speak up. Back in 2017, the Me Too movement was seen on social media. Women started sharing the Me Too hashtag, some with stories, and some just simply posting hashtag Me Too. The purpose was to break the silence and empower women through empathy and solidarity, through strength and numbers, by demonstrating how many women have survived sexual assault and harassment, especially in the workplace. 
I remember seeing the Me Too hashtag being used on social media in 2017. It was around the time I started Women Offshore, and I was amazed by the brave women who were sharing their stories in the maritime and offshore energy industries. Personally, I didn't post with the hashtag. Sharing my stories would mean that I would have to relive some of the experiences, and I didn't want to do that. I also didn't feel that I could trust just anyone with my hardest experiences. And unfortunately, that has been true since Me Too. As men I have spoken to have shared that they're afraid to be around women because of the Me Too movement, fearing false allegations. False allegations are estimated to be about 2 to 10% according to the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. However, reality is that it's most likely a lot less than that. The majority of sexual assaults are not reported to the police. From the Department of Justice, Office of Justice Programs, National Crime Victimization Survey in 2017, only 230 out of every 1,000 sexual assaults were reported to the police. That means about three out of four assaults go unreported. That fear of Me Too holds women back in the workplace and closes the door to mentoring and sponsoring women's careers. There is not an easy solution to changing human behavior in the workplace related to sexual assault and sexual harassment, whether that's the perpetrator, the victim, or bystander, or someone fearing a false accusation. It's important that as an industry, we have these hard conversations. And to give context and understanding to what that means, we have this podcast mini-series to talk about sexual assault and sexual harassment. When I think about Me Too, I also think about a group out of Sweden. Over a thousand Swedish female seafarers came together in a Facebook group called Lada Ankar which translated in English means anchors away. They chose the name because the experiences of these women are an anchor weighing them down. By telling their stories, the victims released the anchor, ridding themselves of the shame that they had been burdened with for so long. On January 17th, 2018, they released a video in the Swedish language. The voices in the anchors away video actually belong to volunteers for the victims wanted to remain anonymous. A few of the stories translated into English word for word from the Anchors Away video will be narrated by women from the maritime and offshore energy industries. They have raised their own voices to support these victims. Just listen closely to their words. Ask yourself, what can you do in the industry to prevent sexual assault and sexual harassment on the water? Before I play these clips, I want to give you a chance to turn this episode off. You may find that the audio I'm about to play is alarming and triggering. I'm doing my best to hold these topics with intention and sincerity, and I hope that you'll only listen when you feel ready and able. You can check the show notes for support resources, and if it means turning this episode off, please do. I want you to take care of yourself. So I'm going to play about 20 seconds of music, and then let the stories roll.
I have experienced everything from the chief mate saying that my duty being the only woman on board is to have sex with those who request it to men getting into my cabin at night. I've experienced so many incidents on some ships almost daily from being called whore, slut, to a colleague saying that another colleague ought to rape me or I should be punished through punitive and even with physical violence. I was a cadet and 20, and he was chief officer and 60-plus. He was very knowledgeable and taught me a lot. We had a lot of fun on our watch. Then one afternoon, he closes the door to the bridge and walks to me where I sit in the lookout chair. He mumbles something about us having such similar values. Then he begins caressing my leg underneath the shorts. I froze to ice and didn't know what to do. I don't know how long he was going on. It felt like an eternity. When he noticed that he did not get any response, he stopped and walked away and opened the door again. After the watch, I rushed to my cabin where I locked myself in, sat on my bunk, hugged my pillow, and just cried. One evening in the mess room, I was sitting with my back against the door when I felt somebody touching my neck. I turned around and there was a man standing with his pants down. He was putting his dick to my neck. Everyone thought it was hysterically funny. Everyone but me. It is incredibly hard listening to these experiences And I feel so terrible for the victims. Creating the Anchors Away video meant that their stories could have a different ending. When the video was released in January 2018, the Swedish maritime industry had gathered for a conference. These brave women released it. It had the attention of the Swedish maritime industry. Here to talk about the response and the aftermath, representing the Anchors Away group is Kaisa Fransson. She is the Innovation Coordinator at the Swedish Maritime Administration. And representing the industry response is Carolina Kilstrom, Senior Project Manager of Marketing and Communication at the Swedish Shipowners Association. Welcome, ladies, to the Women Offshore podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. So cool to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Can you tell us how the idea of the Anchors Away video came about? How and why did so many women come together to put the video together? Well, it was this uh, Me Too group that we had on Facebook, which is called Anchors Away. And we gathered a lot of stories. So under A couple of weeks, really, we had all these stories coming in and we were thinking of what to do with them because just staying in this little group was great support, of course. And But we we wanted to tell the shipping industry what was going on. And in Sweden at that time, the actresses had had a... They had a massive scene play or whatever they were standing on stage and they were telling this their stories and it felt so powerful when you hear it when you hear the voices so 
we wanted to do something like that, but we we didn't have the platform, of course, like the actresses does. So we decided to do this video where it is. We took the stories and we edited them so they were totally anonymous, and then we put them together and we asked other women to record them. So it's really women from the group that records with their phone cameras and shares stories of other women as if they were theirs, but we tell, we tell in the film that it's not. But we wanted to have the power of the spoken word. Yeah, that's so powerful. I love this concept of women helping women, how the victims in the stories didn't have to be put in the spotlight. What is significant about the video? What does it mean for the industry? It is kind of a a one-way street that it's something that we can never go back from. It is a it is a point of no return. So whenever people say, oh, it's not that much in this industry or we don't, it doesn't happen here, we can go back and say, yes, it does. So there's no turning back. Yeah, no turning back. There is so much vulnerability in creating this and bravery. I can't imagine how you all felt right before it was released. (laughs) No, it was, we were quite... Uh, But it was like this crazy period of time where we created this movie over Christmas break. We worked like all hours of the day. So we were kind of so much in it that we didn't even understand what we had done. I would say like it was extremely powerful powerful because the actual release of this movie was during a meeting with the entire industry and different representatives from academia and authorities. So it was also very, very powerful to release the movie with all these people gathering as well. Yeah. Carolina, can you share more about that? What was the response? Was it positive or negative? I would say straight away that we heard about the anchors away from the industry side, we decided together with the union to take a like a stand and stand behind anchors away uh, right away. So we actually posted both in our different newspaper that we stand behind the anchors away and that we support them. And then we also directly we formed this meeting with the industry as well to talk about and discuss how can we move forward from this. I would say that the industry was positive about this movement in that way that they get to know like the challenges actually happening in the shipping industry, both globally and in Sweden, so that we actually could do something about it as well. So I feel like they embraced like that we actually have a challenge and now we have to move forward as well. Yeah, that that's really eye-opening and inspiring to hear that it was such a positive response. I guess I'm curious to know how long the positive response lasted. Here we are a few years later, and it seems that there's still an effect by Anchors Away. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, actually, we started after this meeting we had in in February, I think, in 2018, we started actually a project together, which we call the Fair Winds Project. And this project 
the, um, we formed together and we made different activities that is actually still ongoing today. So we had, we had different kind of open webinars, for instance, and seminars as well, where we actually could see each other. And we had uh, different materials that's been developed. We had different research projects that are also ongoing at the moment as well. So we try to look at this as something long term as something that we will uh, work on. If someone wants to learn more about Fairwinds, is there a website or a social media page they can go to? Unfortunately not, but I guess all of the organizations that are participating in the Fairwinds project, they have this on the, their different websites as well. And uh, Fairwinds is also part of something called Platform for Change, which the European Commission is hosting. And on the Platform for Change page, you can also read about Fairwinds and what is ongoing and the effects that happen during this period of time as well. Okay, we will put the link for the Platform for Change in our show notes. So if anyone's curious about learning more, they can go to that website. Now, a few years later, we can see that not as much has happened as we want to. It's a challenge and change takes takes time. But what we see is that Anchors Away, the Me Too group, they it strengthened the women and we have the support of each other. It's quite quite like the Women Offshore group where, where you can share your experience and, and other people help you or support you. So we would say that the Anchors Away group has done so that women take less sh- they stand up for themselves more and they do also report more. And with the fair winds, we have reached out to the shipping companies. So the shipping companies has also understood the severity and the nature of sexual harassment, which led to that they take reports and complaints much more seriously. So even if we haven't reached the point where it doesn't happen, we have reached a point where what happens after is much better. And I would say I could add to that as well, Kaisa, that what's happened is also that people are actually talking about these issues at this point. Like before, perhaps you didn't even speak about issues of harassment or bullying or victimization or these kind of things. You didn't have perhaps the vocabulary for it. But now actually people speak about it. They try to see the challenges and they try to see also the solutions, I would say. So I think that's a huge difference as well. Yeah, these are lasting effects and so important to keep talking about it, talking about the solutions and also, Kaisa, what you mentioned about what to do afterwards. Reporting is so important and it can be unbelievably difficult to report a situation. Moving forward, what challenges does the industry still face in regards to sexual harassment and sexual assault? And how will your efforts change that? I would say like the biggest challenge working with these issues is try to see it as something that is long term and something that has to be ongoing all the time. Like you have to work with these issues all the time. You cannot stop actually. So I believe like that's uh, of course a, sh- a big challenge and you have to like keep on going. And then you also have to have a goal, like where where is your vision? And that perhaps has to be something positive as well. So like in the Fairwinds project, we tried to say that we have a vision for a world-class work environment. 
with no case of harassment or uh, these kind of things. So I guess that is very important as well. Agreeing to what uh, Carolina said, that we are we are looking at it as a work environment question and as that it needs to go into the processes and systems that we are used to working with we take it in as part of the processes for the ship and for the work environment and also for the safety work so i think that is our way forward has been smoothened by this way of thinking that it concerns everybody. It concerns also the safety on board. So if there's two people on the bridge, for instance, and one is afraid of the other one, that's not a good bridge team. And so for the safety of the ship, we need to solve these questions. And for the work environment, we need to solve these questions. So that's our angle on it. And then we can bring everybody into the work and everybody feels included because it's not a female question, but rather a safety question. Yeah, I think that was a very good point, Kaisa, as well, because it's very important to see that this is not something only for women. And if we do this, it's not going to be good only for women. It's going to be good, of course, for also the men. It's going to be good for everyone. So, I mean, there's something to win for both the men and women working with these issues. And I think that's very important to highlight as well. And I think this standpoint made the women, the men, the the ship owners, the the unions, everybody come together because we weren't fighting each other. It wasn't men against women. It was everybody for a better better work environment and safety. Yeah, I love it. I love the idea of men and women, regardless of gender, coming together to make this industry a better place. So what's next for this movement? And is there anything else you want to share with us? Uh, well, for the future, we try to work even more to spread the word, of course, uh, what we're doing in Fair Winds and all these different materials we developed and are using and the research projects. Of course, we want to also spread the word globally since the shipping industry is global as well. I guess we all think that's very important. So at this moment, we will move forward with also the open seminars and webinars. We are currently also working with the basic safety training, adding one part of the safety training with harassment and uh, bystander intervention training, actually. And we also try to work with also the research projects, which is also ongoing. And I think, Kaisa, you can tell more about that. Yeah, I love the the like really diving into and try to solve problems so we have a research project going on now we have several but i'm in one called redo uh, recruitment equality and diversity opportunities and in that we look at best practices how can we overcome and how does it come that some women never get harassed can we take the the good good practices or of of those ships and those captains and those cultures can we see what good they are doing and bring that into the industry yeah looking for those bright lights to study yeah. them rather than just like focusing on what's going wrong and in yeah. our languages the beacons <laughs> the beacons yes <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that's super important as well to look like what can we all win from working with these issues, both as organizations, what can we win, and also as individuals. Like, what is these things that, like, if we work with a better work environment, both you and I will actually have a better work environment, of course. We will have more fun at our work, we will enjoy ourselves more, and we will perform better as well, both as individuals and as organizations and I think that's also important to remember and which I work a lot with more innovative yeah innovation if we also want to work with trying to recruit more people to the business and both women and men it's so important to work with these issues yeah it is so important if a company wants to join Fair winds, is that possible or is it closed to only certain companies? Uh, it's open to organizations uh, participating, of course. Okay, great. We will put that information on our website. So if you're listening, you can learn how to get your company involved. Thank you both so much for coming on the Women Offshore podcast. Thank you for educating us on what the Me Too movement looks like in your area of the world. And thanks for all of your support and what you're doing to make this industry a better place. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you and same to you. I think that we are quite many now who works from different corners and that's the that's the force building up for these questions. Absolutely. We will tackle this together. We will. Before we end this show, we wanted to say that if you have been a victim or a witness to sexual assault or sexual harassment, you are not alone and can take action today. We encourage you to report such matters to your employer, academy, school, or union as per their guidelines. For example, this may be your HR partner, captain, or designated person ashore. It can be hard to speak up. But it is a necessary step in seeking help and breaking the cycle of sexual assault and sexual harassment. Additionally, if you learned from the show and want to propel women offshore forward, please consider making a donation today. You can donate and even set up a monthly recurring gift at womenoffshore.org slash donation. Until next time, stay safe out there and we'll talk to you soon.